In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Very tense moments Monday as the bulk carrier Manitowoc suffered some mechanical issues getting into the St. Joseph River Harbor. After waiting just outside the channel for several hours hoping for winds to calm, the ship made its way into the channel but reportedly lost a bow thruster as she was making her way by the CSX Railroad Bridge. St. Joseph Harbor Master Mike Moran says the ship made contact with the wooden fendering surrounding the bridge but did not strike or damage any critical infrastructure. Moran said the crew eventually resolved the issue and proceeded to dock 63 and unloaded 15,300 tons of gravel. CSX reportedly checked out the bridge and found no damage to the structure, just some scrapes on the fendering. The vessel left port just after midnight this morning bound for the UP. No injuries were reported as part of the incident, but it made for some anxious moments and a lot of interesting photographs for social media. The winning ticket for one of the largest Powerball jackpots in the game's history was bought in Michigan on Monday. Lottery officials say the ticket, worth $842 million, was purchased at the Food Castle in Grand Blank, just south of Flint. The winning numbers were 12, 21, 42, 44, and 49. The Powerball was won. Monday's jackpot was the fifth largest ever won in the multi-jurisdictional government-run lottery. In case you missed it, before the holiday weekend, the owners of the Orchards Mall have paid more than $350,000 to Berrien County to get current on their taxes. The payment represents back taxes from 2020, 2021, and 2022. Property management leader Mantu Betty says the financial liquidity and encouragement from Berrien County Commissioner Shokwe Pitchford led to the sizable property tax payment. Betty says despite some resistance, ownership still has a vision for redevelopment that could include mixed-use commercial residential if Benton Township leaders agree that rezoning is on the table. Commissioner Pitchford has been working with the mall's owner to redevelop the property. Pitchford says getting current on the taxes was a required first step. As commissioner, as somebody that has taken this issue of the Orchards Mall kind of under my wing and something that I want to see done, we needed those taxes to be paid full in the county, and they came through on their promise. Pitchford adds that next, he expects to work with mall owners and Benton Township officials to negotiate a plan for redeveloping the Orchards Mall location. The mall owners want a mix of residential and commercial, but the township has been reluctant to rezone. Pitchford says paying the back taxes means the mall owner is serious about redevelopment. If they didn't have plans to develop that property, they would have just paid the smallest amount possible and kept it from going into foreclosure. To pay the entirety of all the taxes up till current shows me a willingness on behalf of the ownership to get something done here. And I have gotten commitments from them even today after those taxes were paid that they are all in and they're ready to move forward. The taxes for 2023 are still outstanding, but mall owners have reportedly agreed to bring those current within the next 30 days. The Berrien County Health Department has greatly scaled back their program to give water filters to Benton Harbor residents. The department offered free lead filters to residents for a few years, starting when issues with lead water service lines in the community were first discovered. Now that those lines have been replaced, Berrien County Health Department Emerging Threats Supervisor Don Poindexter tells us the eligibility for free filters has been changed. You would have to be a Medicaid-enrolled child younger than 19 living in the home or a Medicaid-enrolled pregnant person living in the home. And those residents would need to live in the city of Benton Harbor. Anyone who has already received a lead filter can keep it, but the health department is not giving out any more filters or replacement cards.
cartridges, except to those residents just mentioned. Poindexter says residents who still want to use lead filters, even though the lead lines have been replaced, can buy them at stores like Lowe's. The Bering County Health Department will have a table set up at its Benton Harbor office on Thursday, January 4th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. for residents who still qualify for free filters to come and pick one up. The city of Benton Harbor has transitioned out of its lead response program and into the state's get-ahead-of-lead strategy. We have a link to more information on that at our website, wsjm.com. Another major data breach, another opportunity for criminals to steal your identity. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel is taking aim at the state legislature this time after another major data breach happened in Michigan. This time it involved major health care provider Corwell Health. With news of a second incident within just two months in which personal information of more than a million Corwell Health patients had been compromised, Nessel says immediate legislative action is needed. We're very concerned about the number of breaches that have taken place, and we're very concerned about the lack of teeth uh, and really any legal authority that the Department of Attorney General has here in Michigan in order to hold companies accountable when they're not properly securing our data and when they're not informing patients or our department that this breach has even occurred so that we can assist people. According to Attorney General Nessel, the breach involves Health EC, which is a population health management platform that provides services to Corwell Health. Health EC mailed impacted individuals notice letters on December 22nd. The information that may have been exposed includes names, addresses, date of birth, social security number, medical records, and diagnoses. Nessel says currently 34 states have legislation on the books making it mandatory for companies to report such data breaches to the Department of Attorney General. She wants Michigan to become the 35th. Fernwood Botanical Garden just outside Buchanan received a donation of $50,000 from the Lau Family Foundation. Fernwood Development Director Chris Jabin tells us the funds will be used to support events associated with the garden's 60th anniversary that happens this year. The grant will support a number of programs and activities throughout the anniversary year, including our internship program for high school and college students, an annual lecture series that we host each year. We'll have a special 60th anniversary lecture series lined up, as well as summer camp scholarships for area children. The funds will also be used for a June anniversary party. Jabin says John and Barbara Lau are longtime supporters of Fernwood. The 105-acre garden started in 1964, although the attraction's origins go back to 1941, when a Chicago couple bought the first 12 acres that would eventually become part of Fernwood. The gardens now feature an 800-foot drop to the St. Joseph River, an arboretum, a tall grass prairie, and, of course, the cultivated gardens. Starting with the new year, Michigan's minimum wage rises to $10.33 an hour. From $10.10 an hour, that's a pre-tax increase of just over $478 a year for a full-time worker. Tipped workers will see an increase of $3.93. State law requires tips and the hourly rate to meet the minimum hourly wage standard. The $10.33 minimum is well below states with the highest. Washington leads with $16.28 an hour followed by California and New York at $16, Connecticut $15.69, New Jersey $15.13. State lawmakers will head back to Lansing next week to start a new year. Waterford State Representative Mike Harris says he'd like to see some civility return to the state capitol. I really hope that civility comes back around. Uh, You know, 
uh, things have been so polarized and there's a lot of animosity and a lot of pent up uh, aggression on things. I mean, just I think generally speaking. The House will have 54 Republicans, 54 Democrats to start the year after two representatives on the Democrat side won mayoral elections. Those seats will be filled by special election in mid-April. And it's the reason why you should never fire a firearm to celebrate New Year's. A woman in Grand Rapids was hit by a stray bullet just after midnight on New Year's. Police reported 17 other incidents of shots fired around the city in a roughly eight-hour period. The woman was hit on her arm and she suffered a minor injury. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.